0: Good morning, this is Clay McCoslin, and you're listening to the Chamber Biz Buzz. I'm sitting in for Julie Pastrick, who is out today, and we have a special guest with us this morning, Julie Lancaster with Lancaster Leadership. Good morning, Julie.
1: Hi, Clay. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. I'm so glad you could make it in. So let's talk about Lancaster Leadership, Julie.
1: Well, first, it's probably helpful to share what my firm does. We're based in Flagstaff, Arizona, and we do leadership coaching and training. So honestly, I'm sure you can relate to this, Clay, but if you're thinking about your team at work, you can probably think about things they are doing well and probably think about ways they could even develop even further. And so what we do is we help with organizational culture, we help with strategy, and we help with leadership skills.
0: That's awesome. And how important is that? I mean, as a small business owner, there are a lot of areas in myself that I notice that I have weaknesses. And I notice even, you know, like you say, as you build the team, I've always asked people to be transparent about their strengths and then also their weaknesses. And it's not so you can judge them and you know chastise them about their weaknesses. It's so that we know, do we need to hire somebody who is good at that side of the business? Or is there an area that we can help get them some training so that they can improve in that area? But if you're not willing to stop and look at areas that you're not super strong in, you're always going to be weak, right? And that's the way I've always looked at it. So even in my own companies, I always look at that and go, okay, there are certain things that I'm just not great at. And as much as I try to be better at it, and I continue to try to be better at it, I still think I need help in those areas and being willing to ask and find the right people who are really good and excel in those areas. Because some of those people, they may not know how to do the other side of it, right?
1: You have got it exactly. I want to tell you, you are exact. You're exactly our target. Oh, winner, market. winner! Yes, <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Really, the people that come to us are the people who have the same mentality that you do. And so there's an openness. There's this idea that we're doing well, but I think we could do even better. I just started facilitating a Leadership Academy with a particular group just a couple of days ago. And what we do on the very first day is get people talking about their strengths and growth areas. We tend to withhold from talking about weaknesses, because people sometimes think weaknesses are fixed and forever. Mm. But growth area meaning, what could I improve upon? And once people start sharing that with each other, it's amazing that one, they're allowed to, in quotes, brag on themselves. They're allowed to say, there are some things that I'm good at. When other people are doing that in community, it feels comfortable. Then just like you say, we can find out how to mentor each other on those kinds of things. And then also if we say, Hey, I'm not perfect. And this is how Mm -hmm. gives other people the permission to also feel the same. Like, Oh, I don't have to walk around acting like I've got it all together. It's a (laughs) learning journey.
0: Right? I think sometimes as a business owner, I know when I first got into owning my own businesses, we were kind of like that fake it till you make it philosophy yeah but then all of a sudden you realize there's a snowball that's happening right that's that unforeseen or unspoken about snowball that you're just not keeping up with certain things that are maybe getting neglected because you aren't good at those things and you're like wait a minute if I only had somebody who could help me with filing if I only had somebody who could help me with these things you know those kind of things and so how does somebody go about first going okay I identify that I might need some support And then do they call you? Do they email? Where do they (laughs) go to get that help? That's
1: a great question. So first of all, what you've just talked about is the most important part to improvement. It's the actually stopping and strategizing, like scheduling time on your calendar to stop and reflect what's working, what's not working, what should I start doing, what should I stop doing, what should I continue doing? And when we do that... We lift our heads up for a moment from our to-do list and we recognize, oh, there are things that could be better. There are things that are working really well. So first it's recognizing that we need to take the time to evaluate. That's being strategic. The second is utilizing resources, right? Instead of I'll figure this out one day on my own, which lots of our clients have recovered from that model, right? The yeah. I don't I shouldn't ask for help because that would look like weakness or whatever. Sure, right. And that's when they call or email us. Often it's an email, because I think in the business world, that's a common thing we're doing these days. But they shoot us an email and we get on a call and we essentially do a needs assessment with our clients or potential clients and we share with them really concretely like essentially here are the eight services we provide and also we can get somewhat creative we can do things we haven't done before or aren't as traditional and then there are things that we don't do and we can refer those to other folks like for example sometimes people will say i need help with branding or marketing and we say great that's not our wheelhouse but we have some great connections with people who do
0: that's awesome and i think as a business owner like you say it's sometimes it's hard to let that side show because you know you've always got that guard up going i can do it all i can Do it all. Don't worry. And I think it's that type A personality, you know, maybe, you know, and you would know much better than I do as far as that part of it goes. But I think that there's a certain inherent part that as a small business owner, you go, I could do it. You know, that's how I got here. We got here this way. And so there are times though that I think that it gets heavy, you know, and we don't know what to do. And there are times that either our products aren't selling like we hoped they would or... Maybe our customers aren't as happy with us as we wish they were. And it just starts to really feel heavy. And so having somebody like you that they can turn to to say, hey, look, here's some things that I've been carrying and I don't want to carry them anymore. How do do you help me unpack all this and figure out where we go from here?
1: That's right. And so what I hear with that is it's the combination that we use in our leadership model that combines humility and hope. Right. It's the humility to say, like, "Okay, I could use some support and couldn't we all, and hope, meaning there's potential for change, there's potential for a different way. As we've been in business for about the last 10 or 11 years or so, we've developed our own leadership model that we call the boss model, which is a combination of three things. It's behavior change, that's the B, it's organizational culture, that's the O, and it's about the sphere of influence. And so when we work with organizations we work on those three things while the person is growing and developing as an authentic leader and we also really are of the mindset that nobody is broken it's not because people are dysfunctional it's about recognizing strengths and then also recognizing that on this journey called life right we all have the potential to develop and improve
0: that's awesome So I'm looking at the notes here that I have, and it says that you guys have clients across the 50 states with organizations anywhere from 20 people to 20,000 people, huge corporations, obviously. And then you are hyper-focused as far as working with just a select number of businesses every year so that you can really tune into what they need, right?
1: Exactly. And that is something that is maybe more for our benefit than theirs. No, just kidding. It's win-win. But the reason it's a benefit or we really enjoy that is because then we get to have more depth than breadth. Meaning if we're working with an organization like, I'll just say the National Park Service is somebody who we work with that has so many employees, or the City of Flagstaff, or North Country Healthcare, we have the opportunity to learn about their unique challenges, where they've been and where they want to go, instead of just having a kind of cookie cutter approach. I think one of the reasons that organizations seek us out is because how we're unique or perhaps our particular brand of leadership coaching and training is that it includes three models like schools of thought, which are teaching. Oh,
0: the microphone gets in the way. (laughs)
1: The world of teaching, the world of business and the world of psychology. For me personally, I have a a teaching degree. And and my entire career has been about educating and teaching folks. And I don't know about you, but when I was young, and I was doing different jobs, I was thinking, what's the path here? Like, how are these connected? And then I woke up one day, 20 years later, I was like, it's all about teaching. So we have the school of teaching or education that we incorporate in all we do. Then there's the business model, which is all of our facilitators have experience as being real world leaders there. I myself have had the chance to facilitate 900 performance evaluations. Wow. Doesn't that make you want to throw up? That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot. (laughs) And then the world of psychology, which... I have had the opportunity to teach the psychology of motivation. I think 40 different sections of that. Someone else on our team, Katie, her positive psychology degree, she was taught by some of the leadership gurus that are current and out there right now, like Adam Grant, who's written Think Again, Angela Duckworth, who's written Grit, and Martin Seligman, who wrote my first leadership book that I ever owned, which is called learned optimism.
0: Well, obviously you're doing something right because I see here that you've been rewarded the top coach in Flagstaff and also businesswoman of the month and entrepreneur of the month and adjunct instructor of the year. Those are huge awards. And so you're obviously doing a great service and being recognized for that is big, right? And so thank you for the services that you're providing for our community and not only our community, for across the country, we're dealing with these big businesses because being on the consumer side, there's times where you go, that business just felt right. When I worked with that business, I walked yeah. away feeling good, right? Yeah. And I think that there's people like you That help make that process possible. And then there's other companies you might work with where you're like, "Eh, I didn't really get that warm, fuzzy feeling. And and I don't know that I want to go back and try that again. And and so I think it's people like you that are helping make a difference with some of these companies, especially on a bigger corporation side of things that might have lost their cultural connections to the communities and the people that they serve. And so having people like you that can jump in and go, hey, you know what, let's look at this again. Why did you get into business to start with? Because a lot of those huge companies were a small company to start with, right? Right. And thank
1: you for saying that. It feels very valuable validating to get recognized, which is also part of the leadership philosophy and model that we teach. We know that the number one reason people leave their jobs is because they feel undervalued. So to get some of that recognition does feel great.
0: That's awesome. I just read an article about that actually just a few days ago. And so it makes a big difference, right? right. People just want to be somewhere where they feel appreciated and want to be able to contribute to the greater cause, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, is there anything that we're missing before we go? We're here with Julie Lancaster with Lancaster Leadership. Is there anything that we're not covering? You got anything coming up that you want to talk about? For
1: sure, for sure. (laughs) So, First of all, you asked how people reach out to us if there is if people want help or to discuss if they might want some support. So our website is lancasterleadership com with no d, or you could email Courtney at office at lancasterleadership com.
0: And that's Lancaster L A N C A S T E R, right? You got it, beautiful. Exactly. All right, exactly. great.
1: And typically, we work with businesses meaning we work with teams. However, twice per year, individuals can sign up for programming. And what we've got coming up is our group coaching intensive for leaders of leaders. So folks like yourself who are leading other leaders, they sign up, they come together for five months, remotely, just two hours per month, meaning it's not too much. And this series, we are focusing on change right? It's a change series. We're talking about things like creating a lift as you climb, culture, strategic listening, things like that. So if people are interested in getting support and don't have a ton of time, I'd encourage them to do that. Really, people sign up because they want to have scheduled me time. They want future focused strategy and they want to be in a community of other dynamic leaders that really care about learning and growing.
0: Well, you sound brilliant, and we're very (laughs) thankful to have you in here. I'll take it. I'll take it. (laughs) After several years of of doing this, I'm sure that there are so many questions. We could go on and on and on, but unfortunately, we're out of time for today. Yes. But we'll have you back again, and we just appreciate you taking the time. And our our listeners, if they have more questions, one more time, how they can get a hold of you.
1: Oh, thank you so much. So LancasterLeadership.com.
0: Lancaster without the D, Lancaster. Leadership.com got it. Beautiful. Well, thank you for coming in today. We appreciate you greatly, and thank you for being a chamber member. If Julie were sitting here, she'd be saying the same thing. We appreciate you being a chamber member. I sit on the executive board, and it's nice to see our chamber members that are thriving, that are giving back to the community, that are working to help make Flagstaff what we all love about it. Thanks for taking the time, and we'll catch you next time on the radio.
1: You've been listening to the Chamber Biz Buzz Show, brought to you by the Greater Flagstaff Chamber of Commerce. Today's show has been edited and produced by Clay McCausling with Great Circle Media. Thank Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next
0: time on the radio.